What's up, everybody? Welcome into the How Not to Be a Youth Pastor podcast, our 2021 year in review. It's coming to a close. Derek, how did 2021 treat you? Did you make it out okay? It was better than 2020. Amen. Oh my goodness. 2020 was okay. I I just need to say, I feel like 2019 to now really felt like two months, if I'm being honest. Like, I forget that 2020 even really happened. I saw a trend on social media over the last few weeks. Uh, It was like, post a picture of you in January 2020, having no idea what was going to come. Oh, my word. And I thought it was hilarious because it's true. The last two years have been truly something special. I feel like this is a a common thing to say, but it's legitimate for me. I feel like I just celebrated 2020 coming to a close. Like I honestly feel like yeah. we just did New Year's Eve 2021 like two weeks ago. Well, I think part of the issue was that 2020 crawled by at the pace of a snail. And so yeah. in compare, we all got used to that. And then in, by comparison, 2021 then flew the compensation by. year. Everybody who couldn't do anything at 2020 just like yep. compensated and then some in 2021. The only thing that went down from 2020 to 2021 was the amount of yard work people did. Cause in That's 2020, true. I'm, I mean, home Depot, Menards, Lowe's, like they all hit probably record oh, highs. I'm sure. Yeah. Cause everybody was at home and they looked outside and realized, wow, my yard sucks. And so then they started doing yard work and bought a bunch of stuff from these places. And in 2021, I'm sure that went down a little bit, but other Maybe. than that, other than that, Every other activity probably went back up. Which it needed to. That's 2020 true. was a struggle bus and a half. But we're not here to talk about 2020. We're here to talk about 2021. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive into uh, kind of our years in ministry. Um our years professionally. Uh and, and personally and personally. We're it's time to get personal, podcast world. Uh but before we do that, we're gonna dive into today's quick question. Derek, what is one of your goals for 2022? You know, it's not fair that you asked me this because when this podcast is is getting released, it will be New Year's Eve. It'll be the day before New Year's Eve. Yes, but I still won't know what my goals are <laughs> <laughs> by that point. So, um, but no, uh, jokes aside, I honestly... Just to be completely real, one of my goals for 2022 is to not have another child. Interesting. I I, I absolutely love my family. I love kids. They are, that sounded very anti-children. Far from it. I love my kids. Not anti-children, just anti-your children. Yeah. Well, I I love my kids. But at the same time, (laughs) I was telling somebody else this. My wife and I have lived in perpetual transition. I mean, we, we got married between our junior and senior year of college of college. So then our first year of marriage was consumed by graduation slash new apartment off of campus and yeah, just full-time jobs. The next year really was when Ellis was born the following year, we got our house. The following year, Parker came into into existence. You're my two kids, and so it's like it's just been like 
massive life event after massive life event. And like, it was great, but like, I'm looking forward to just like a normal boring year. Like that's, that sounds weird, but that, you're that, officially an old dad. I know it's awesome. And I love it. I could not be happier to be in this stage of life. Like I'll I'm send with my two kids. I'll send some of my youth students to come throw a Frisbee on your yard so you can tell them to get off of it. I can like, do get that. out of my yard, get your Frisbee out of my yard. Yeah. I got, I got plenty of Nerf guns and that type of thing to Jeez. shoot at them too. You're, you're an embarrassing old I man. I know. I know. But no, I, I, I do like, Quite honestly, I 2021 was awesome. And I don't want to get into it. I don't want to spoil it. Obviously, you're about to spoil everything. But um, I think 2022, I just want to just be more at peace. I mean, it just, it's been, like in all seriousness, it has just been two years of constant, perpetual chaos. In 2022, I just wanted to learn how to, because here's what I'm learning. Peace is not something you find. It's something you create and something you let God just kind of instill in you even mm-hmm. when your whole life is out of commotion yeah and so i just want to lean into that a little bit more but enough about me i'm sick of talking about me kyle what are some of your goals for 20 i don't have any i have none I so know. on to our 2021 year no i'm kidding uh i don't know man Knicks and six N- no nobody cares about the Knicks. joey was, does from friends that's true so does spike lee um, <laughs> that's also true i <laughs> wow uh, now that was, now we have to bring it up. Uh, that was a nod to a joke that I thought was hilarious, but we put together this show doc and I took the liberty because, because we wrote down like, what were some of the highlights from your last year? And so I put my name and I put Derek's name and then I put, cause I was the first one into the show doc to write some thoughts down. And I put down some thoughts of mine, of course, uh, you know, different highlights from, from my last year for, for myself. And we'll get into those, but I, I took the Liberty to fill out some of the highlights from Derek's past year. Yeah. And there may have been some embellishments, creative, some lies, creative some license, taken fictional tales on the part of myself, the author of this. And one of the things that I put was that Derek had taken an entire week's offering and put it on the Knicks in six and lost it all, but then won it all back the week later uh, at the slots. And I don't know. Derek's never gambled in. Have you ever gambled ever? Yes. Okay. In with, with the offering. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? I wouldn't have a job. I I feel like we needed to make that clear for our audience. Thank you for clearing my name. Derek has never gambled with the, uh, with the offering. And, uh, I don't Not with the offering. No, no, I've never, uh, I've never been to a casino. Um, You're they, missing I, out. I would probably get kicked out for counting cards. Um, cause like slots, you don't know how to count cards, dude. It's really not that hard. Okay. Right, it's, man. it's really not. <laughs> um, no, I like slots and different like roulette, different games that are just a hundred percent chance. I hate, here's the like, thing. I would not want to do that. Are lame. Cause it's just all touch screens. That, that it's I, really dumb. I wouldn't know Derek. I would because I frequent the casino <laughs> with the church's offering. Obviously. No, apparently that's what you think I this do. Ad, the first like couple minutes of this episode makes you sound like just a intense addicted gambler. Oh, um, so we're all, we're all going to pray for Derek. Cool. Um, 
But uh, no, if you uh, really want, reach out to us at hownottobeayouthpastor at gmail.com if you want the entire list of what I wrote up for Derek, and I'd love to send it to you. Do you have um, it? Because I have since erased it. Uh, yeah, our show docs are in this thing called Google Docs, and they have this feature called version history, Derek. Wow, which is, I didn't which even is know they had super that. cool. See, I all I know about technology is what I experienced in the casino when I hit my slot machine. So I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't know about version history. Version history. I'm looking. I'm looking. Oh, look at that. There's might, the might, entire just, just list. Just cherry pick a few of them. I said that Meg finished potty training you, so that's a win. Well, um, you found a, one of your highlights of the year was finding a quarter on the ground at church. Yeah. Um, it had fallen out of the offering basket when I was going back to my office <laughs> to put it into my casino fund, apparently. Yep. Uh, I said that you bought a trophy and gave it to yourself. That actually happened. I said, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends if I actually, we're in the final week of our fantasy football championship. There you so. go. Uh, I said that uh, you attempted to break the world record of 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes and you ate four and then threw up. I had to ask Kyle if that was a legitimate world record and it yes, was. Yes, it is, obviously. Uh, yeah, that was, I don't know. There's some good ones on here. Um, but... <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> no, we're going to honestly, like, I think this all began with my goals of 2022 and I don't really know, like my wife and I are going on vacation. Um, I like that. Um, we are, I like, God's going to do some incredible stuff in our youth ministry. Um, I, I, I I'm, like ex- I'm excited say, yeah. for 2022 to be further removed from 2020. Yeah. You know, like it's yep. going to be even more stuff that's back to normal. Uh, it's going to be, or a new normal. Uh, it's going to be, you know, God continuing to build on what he did. There's a couple of stuff that we'll get in here that were highlights from my last year that I'm excited about looking forward and it's going to be great. I'm excited to change in 2022 the quick question of the day into the question of the day, because these quick questions of the day are no longer quick. They are entire segments in and of themselves. And you know what one of my goals is in 2022 slap me in the face. I I guess I, that wasn't what I was going to say, but it is now. Uh, no, I was going to say record 52 episodes of the how not to be pastor podcast. All right. So this is episode 21. By the by, this time next year we'll hit seventy three. So it's kind of crazy. One point to my math teachers growing up. Teach you me how to do something. all that, good, and you think I can't count cards? Uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> counting cards and simple math is way different. But when when this episode is over, uh, we are going to. I'm going to teach Derek how to count cards. We'll hit up the casino and we'll raise a ton of money for missions. Sweet. Is that how that works? Should we tell the district of the credentials we just renewed that we had gambled to get this offer, this money? It's better to ask forgiveness than permission. Sure. Uh, Youth ministry motto right there. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So this is, this is episode 21. Uh, Before we dive into this, I do want to just give a quick mention. Uh, our next episode that we are releasing, episode 22, 
uh, is one that we are very excited about. Yes. Uh, we are going to be talking about LGBTQ. We're going to be talking about gender identity, sexual orientation, uh, all of that stuff within the context of youth ministry. And so uh, obviously, if you are listening to this, it means you're cool because you found the How Not to Be a Youth Pastor podcast. Obviously. And so I would simply encourage you and challenge you to continue to be cool and next week. And, uh, and you'll hear that episode dropping uh, next Thursday, our first episode of 2022. Put a lot of thought, time, and energy, and effort. Clearly a lot more effort went into that podcast episode <laughs> than, than our goals than here and this one. Yes, exactly. Uh, but we're, uh, we're excited about that. So anyways, uh, highlights from this last year, Derek, I'll let you go first here. Uh, let's just, let's just kind of go back and forth here. What was, uh, tell me about one of the biggest highlights for you in your, uh, in yeah. your ministry. Yeah. I wrote a few down. They're not necessarily in order of what I thought was most notable, but I think one of a more obscure, highlights of our year this year was I feel like the culture of our Wednesday night youth group gatherings is starting to just really kind of become established. It's one of those things where, um, I don't know, like I was recently gone at a leadership conference and youth groups still went on without a hitch and the kids still knew what to do and how to respond and how to connect. And that was really cool for me. And it's, it's just so nice to know that when we walk into our doors on a Wednesday night, the kids know what to expect. Yeah. They know God's going to show up. They know God's going to be there. They know there's going to be fun. There's going to be community. It's just super fun to know that the kids know what to expect and they come ready. And, you know, every night is different, but it's just, it's just really cool to see this culture, this vision, this thing that you've been holding for so long just kind of come into fruition. It's just, it's really kind of a powerful thing. Absolutely. I always say that one of the marks of a good leader is uh, how things run when you're not there. And, uh, that's always, that's always fun to see when the time and effort you've put into your adult leaders, uh, you know, comes to fruition in them being able to lead Yeah, uh, and, and at least get things to the right places right. when, uh, when you're not there. Uh, one of, one of my highlights, uh, was, I mean, I could just bullet this one in for every single year in review we will ever do, but our, our youth mission teams that we sent out, uh, to Costa Rica and uh, our middle school team down to Wildwood Hills in the middle of Iowa. Uh, that was exciting drive. I know it was super flat. Uh, that was super fun for our team, uh, both of them, just to be able to serve. Um, you know, our at at the end of most days on a missions team, uh, I tried to do a debrief with our team. And that usually involves the time of worship yeah. and the, the worship experiences that we had in Costa Rica was some of the most powerful and intimate wow. worship that I've ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it was incredible. Uh, it was, it was me on a guitar and that's it for, or instrumentation. So clearly the instrumentation was not what brought <laughs> us closer to God. Uh, and nobody, there were no words on the screen. There were no lights. Like we're all singing these songs out of memory or you're just, or you're picking it up as we go along if you've never heard the song, but it was, it was just an absolutely incredible experience and and the opportunity to couple that with just serving people, seeing our students step out of their comfort zone. Uh, man, those mission teams were an absolute blast. Yeah. Yeah. I mission teams, mission trips, all that other good stuff. We are, 
both passionate about. And so I'll kind of just piggyback off of that because in, in a similar note, uh, we also took a smaller team down to Phoenix and dude, there's just nothing, there's nothing like it. Um, we go to camps, we go to retreats and those are all epic, but to see, to see students go after God like I've never done before and then turn around and put that right into practice and just start loving and serving people. There, there is just no other good, good way for God just to visibly see God just moving and working. It is, it is truly powerful. And, uh, I love that too, but, um, yeah, go back and listen to episodes six and seven, and you'll see uh, yeah. if if you want to hear us rant for almost two hours yeah. on how awesome it's just, mission it's just, teams it's just, are. It's just good, and um, you know, I, I I know I'll share my my next thing after you share your next thing. So they'll go they'll go hand in hand. But uh, two really big numerics, and I know I'm always hesitant to share numbers just because. Numbers don't ever really lead to anything. Numbers good. are the only thing that matters in youth ministry. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. If your youth ministry isn't bigger than the next church's youth ministry, then you're doing it wrong. Right. Exactly. I'm exactly. kidding. No, it's, it's <laughs> but I mean, really, it, that can be felt. But at the same time, I'm going, when I compare numbers, it's not a matter of me to Kyle or me to somebody down the street. It's, are we growing, you know, yeah. and, and, and growth, I think we've talked about this in the past is not just a numeric. I mean, growth takes on a variety of different forms, whether it's depth or maturity or intellect or whatever that is. Growth is a, is a subjective measurement, but at the same time, numerics are part of growth. And so when you look at the numerics of our Wednesday nights, uh, our team of leaders doubled in the last year. And that has been an absolute game changer in our ministry. I mean, it allows me to be more effective. It allows me to just do and, and think and dream bigger. You talk about that established culture. When you get leaders bought in, that that's all that makes the biggest difference when you get leaders upholding that culture and creating it and enforcing it. Uh, and because of all of those things, we're seeing the growth in students as well, uh, in depth, but in numbers. And uh, this year we saw one of our nights, 75 kids show up on a Wednesday night, which for us was was huge. Um, you know, our biggest at that point was high 40s, low 50s. And so to see 75 kids walk in and a lot of them being brand new at one point was, was just really, really cool and something that we are praising God for because it's not a matter of look what we did. It's a matter of, he gave us an opportunity to talk about him to 75 souls. And that was yeah, just really, absolutely. really cool. That's super cool. Um, next one for me uh, would be uh, totaling everything up. Our students raised uh, over $110,000 for that is missions. crazy. What did you do last year? Do you remember? Uh, no. Like <laughs> like 19-ish, if I remember. Like it was- no, well, so... If you only, I mean, this is, this is lumping, you know, the money that our students raised through our mission teams combined with the money that they raised, uh, for different missions organizations combined with, you know, everything that they did for missions throughout the year. Uh, if I had to take a guess at what 2020 was, I mean, I guess 2020 would have been super low because we didn't do mission teams. Yeah. Uh, you know, 2019 was probably in like the, I don't know, 50,000, 60,000 range. 
Um, and so, yeah, it was, I mean, for, you know, we, Derek and I both do something called the big give night, Yeah. uh, which is, you know, we are, our students have like a month to prepare for this. And then we are trying to raise as much money for missions in one night as possible. It's really cool. And, you know, like for, for us, um, our students doubled, uh, what they wow. gave last year, last year was the most we'd ever given, which was, I think we were just North of $8,000 or almost exactly at $8,000. Yeah. And, uh, this year they, uh, they broke 16. And wow. so, uh, that was, you know, super cool to, and this is kind of, you know, going with that first one too, but just seeing students heart yeah. for, for missions mm-hmm. and, you know, this, this number again, you know, again, not being all about numbers, but this number proves that it's not just about, they're not just excited about going. Yeah. They're also excited about giving and about supporting, which is, which it was really cool to see. Yeah. And I, again, I echo that. I don't even need to share my numbers. It's not super, super important, but um, relative to what we did last year, um, we also saw some pretty momentous growth. And Mm -hmm. um, what I think what was most exciting, was most exciting for us is we had, some people who wanted to get behind our students and support them and what they're doing. I mean, they, the students were challenging and inspiring adults, which mm-hmm. was just really, really cool in itself. But we set a goal for our big give night. And when it all, when it all came to it, what had happened was the numbers that the students raised was shy of the goal. We had this goal and they were about 900 bucks short of the goal. And they were just like stoked. Like, they weren't sad that they missed the goal. They weren't like upset and bummed out. They were just happy that they raised this much. That's and then cool. the cool thing was like, then the adults who were behind them, we hadn't revealed that number. So all of a sudden we go, guys, this actually isn't the real number. This is the real number. Yeah. And when we added those things in there, they, was, they were well over their goal and then they really got excited. But to me, it just communicated that they were, they were excited that they raised money for missions, that they were doing something that made a difference. And that, that kind of just communicates that heart for missions. And um, so that was really cool. But the, the last kind of two things I want to say is um, I've just been something I love about youth ministry. Wednesday nights are great, but I love the discipleship element of it. The one-on-one taking that student from this point in their faith and watching them grow into this, God-loving, God-fearing, on-fire person for Jesus who's just going after him and is just loving people around them. And we've had a lot of cool stories of our student leaders just coming alive and all of a sudden just like getting serious about their faith and diving into their word and loving their peers. And I had a conversation with a girl here a couple of weeks ago and on the phone, she's just like, I've just been struggling coming to youth group because it feels like, I'm just ready for that next step. And so we got to have a really cool heart to heart conversation of, all right, well, what is that next step for you? Like, yeah, like maybe youth ministry and and the Wednesday nights, maybe you feel like you've heard all of this, but maybe that's the exact communication of like, it's time for you to serve and to love people around you. And it's, it's, it's that element of them going, I want more. I need more. I'm craving more of Jesus. And, and that is just, that's awesome. I mean, that just proves they're not just coming for an experience. They're coming for life change from God. And you can't ask for much more as a youth pastor. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, and a perfect setup for my next thing on my list, which uh, is, you know, we relaunched our high school Bible study. 
uh, uh, for for our high schoolers. Uh, and this is something you know when I started as the youth pastor here five years ago. Uh, we had both a middle school and high school Bible study that happened at the same time in two different homes, uh, and they were both on Sunday nights, and both of them were not working. Sure. And so one of the things that, you know, the first thing we did was we moved our middle school one to Sunday mornings and, it, you know, treated it almost like a Sunday school class. Sure. And that worked really, really well. The kids loved it. It you know, were parents liked it because they were already coming to church. And so, you know, the schedule works out really well. Uh, but the high school one, we tried many different things and just didn't stick. We tried different nights of the week. We tried different formats, uh, you know, different house. It just did not work. And so we stopped doing it for a season and we basically took it away and built up anticipation and desire for it. And we built the culture back up to the point where students were asking, Hey, can we do this? Wow. Uh, and then it was like, okay, now it's time to bring this back. Uh, and you know, one semester in, it's been really, really cool to wow. see students, you know, hungry about diving deeper into the word of yeah. God, uh, yeah. you know, diving into the, you know, the context behind what the Bible is saying, uh, and then using that to understand, okay, what does this mean? Uh, you know, what, what does it mean for me today now that I understand what it meant in the time that it was written? So that, right. that's been really, really cool to, to see students excited about that. Yeah. It's, I think you and I are both passionate about seeing students just not just have this experience, but really walk away from it going, okay, I want more of that, you know? And yeah. it's, there's that old adage, but I think it's something you and I live by a ton, which is like you can give a person a fish or you can teach them how to fish. You can hand them a fishing pole and say, okay, go catch your own fish. And really, I think what it boils down to is you and I really want to see students walk out of our youth ministry, graduate from high school, go into college, go into being an adult and never taking a step back in their faith. Not saying they're not going to screw up, not saying they're not going to make mistakes, but not going... I had this really cool moment at camp or a retreat or yeah. even a mission team. And like, that was cool. But like instead using that as like, a, this was a turning point in my faith. And now the Wednesday nights, the Tuesday nights, the Monday nights, just the mundane activities of growing deep in my faith with God are something that are propelling me into this next season of life. And I think we're seeing that. I think that's why we're celebrating these wins because we're seeing not just numbers on a Wednesday, but we're seeing all of the elements that are contributing to that our students are growing and growing in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about too. As, as a youth ministry is we want to see our students growing toward Christ. We want to see their faith mature. We want to see them leave where, however stage they come to our youth ministry as. If they're that incoming sixth or seventh grader, uh, who who is you know they've grown up in church, yeah. or or they're a senior that comes six months before they graduate for the first time. Like we want to see them leave our ministry further along in their faith walk than yep. when they got here. Right. Yeah, I love it's it, good, man. I love it. Um, anything else on your list? Any other highlights that you want to hit before we get on to our next question? No, no, we kind of hit them, man. I love it. Uh, so Derek, what was one of the coolest things that you saw God do in 2021? Yeah. So I think what's really cool is, um, full disclosure here as a youth pastor on a recorded line where anyone can access this. This should um, be good. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, I fully, fully, fully believe in the gifts of the spirit. I believe in all of the cool things that the Holy Spirit can do through people and in people and, and all this cool stuff. But like, if I'm being really, really honest, like sometimes I'm a little bit of a skeptic when it comes to this stuff, just because um, it's been abused and people have quote unquote operated in these gifts of the spirit to advance their own selfish gain. And so it's just one of those things I always am just weighing it through. But I just got to tell you this year, I had more amazement and just awe shocking moments of prophetic prayer of people who were praying for me, for my students, where this person who is not familiar with the situation in the slightest is praying for, I just want to touch on this really quick. We were in Phoenix on this mission team and there was this lady who wanted to come and pray for our group. And she was just awesome. She loved Jesus with all of her heart. Um, and she just wanted to pray for us. I didn't know anything beyond that, but it was a person who operated in the prophetic a lot. And so she prayed over me and a few of my students and one particular student, there were things about this student that they had said to nobody. And I mean, nobody, like I didn't even know this was a thing and this random stranger is praying to meet this very real, very intimate, very vulnerable need in this person's life. And it like completely changed their life because they realized only God could have known that. And only God could have spoken through this lady to pray for me. And it was moments at camp for me where God was confirming and downloading some things in my life that nobody else knew that he was just very just intentionally, strategically like saying, Derek, this is what I have for you. Step into it with boldness. Yeah. And like that confirmation and that prophetic prayer was just like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Because there's there's no other explanation. There is no denying that it was, because nobody knew it. it. It was things that only my ceiling and my wife knew about me because it had been uttered to nobody and nothing else. And all of a sudden this random person is praying for me about them and it's only God could have known that. Yeah, And that is just like a cool confirmation of like, God is here. He is real. He is in this with me. And so like that was that was like a really big thing for me. And then the last thing I'll just say on a much, much different level is the coolest thing I saw God do in 2021 for my personal life was just like him working on the daily in my family. I mean, it just, it was, I know I joked about my kids this hard this episode, but like my wife and I feel like our family is complete. We feel like we've got our two kids not just like what, not just like what feels comfortable, but like what truly feels right. And so just to see even my son Ellis is three years old. Like he started to love to pray with mom and dad at the table. He, he always asked for me to pray for him before he goes to bed at night. Like it's one thing to see God moving in my youth students, but to see God starting to become real to like my kids is like, you talk mm-hmm. about like holy smack punch in the heart. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Dude, it's, it, it was it just in the daily, you know, like it's, you have the prophetic prayer, this big massive moment. And then you have just like pray dad at the end of the night, like that, like two very different contexts, but like just God showing off in the same way, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it was, it was cool, man. So, that's cool. That's cool. Um, Man, professionally, you know, like with our youth ministry, uh, you know, God has done some really cool things. Like I mentioned, you know, students being passionate about missions. Yeah. 
But the other thing has been to see, you know, God transform our students to be students that are so passionate about worship wow. and, and so passionate about, they, they come on a Wednesday night so ready to worship God. They, they come, uh, you know, they, they get the why behind worship. Right. You know, we don't have to, you know, explain to them every single week, like, this is why we're doing this, or this is the purpose behind it, man. They come hungry and ready to worship and, Mm -hmm. and it's translated into, you know, some more powerful worship sessions where, where God is really speaking to them. And we've seen students, uh, you know, praying over each other more. We've seen students, uh, you know, speaking you know, words of knowledge over each other more. Jeez. Uh, so that's been really cool to see. Uh, and then personally, I'd say like my wife and I have had this Bible study that we've done with another couple who, you know, this other couple are the worship leaders here at our church. And we've been doing this Bible study for, for a while, but you know, this year I just, I, I really feel like, you know, we have, uh, you know, we, we, it just, it's been even deeper and it's been wow. even better. And, and it's one of those things that continues to be so, uh, you know, the more that we dive into it. And so I look forward to, you know, what 2022 holds, yeah. uh, with that and, uh, and a lot of things in ministry, yeah, but, dude. Um, you know, we, we really, I mean, this is, this is just an excuse for us to talk about all the awesome stuff that God has done, uh, in our lives over the last year, this episode is, but we, uh, we really hope that, uh, you know, we, we trust that God is doing some awesome stuff, uh, yeah. in, in your guys' lives, mm-hmm. uh, as you're listening to this and, and we hope that, you know, sometimes, you know, we just need to encourage one another. Yeah. And, you know, Derek and I will, will share stories back and forth of what God is doing in our youth ministries or in our own lives, because we want to encourage one another and we want to, uh, you know, share in each other's wins. You know, Derek and I get excited when, when the other person has, you know, something they've been praying for that, that God shows up in, or, you know, God does something cool on a Wednesday night in a student's life, whatever it is. You know, we, we just really like being able to, to share in those moments. And so we want to, you know, share those with you guys. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you have, if you've got a huge win that, uh, you know, God did in, in your life in 2021, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, you can reach out to us at how not to be a youth pastor at gmail.com. And, uh, I think that about does it for yeah. today's episode. Yeah. It has been a great year. It's been a phenomenal. That's 21 episodes in yeah. 2021. Just like we planned. We oh, literally what, 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 did not do that on purpose. <laughs> And I definitely didn't notice the twenty one and twenty one until you. Just I didn't either. That okay, I didn't cool. either. Okay, that yeah. was that was not on purpose. Yeah. Um, but, but we did do. You know, I, we started this uh, podcast back in like August or something like that. And I, I love how that wasn't a win for either one. <laughs> yeah, starting the <laughs> podcast was not a win. Yeah, right, right. But no, it seriously probably should have been, been. It has been a ton of fun, and we like. I think it's fair to say we kind of went out on a limb here and just did this just because it was fun. And at least I've been kind of blown away at like how many people actually listen to this and how many people like get something out of this. And like, so that's, yeah. that's cool. Like truthfully. And, um, Kyle and I are just thankful. I mean, we love getting to do this. It's, we don't get paid for this. Obviously <laughs> we're looking actively looking for sponsors. Yes. So if you obviously. know a sponsor of the show, please let us know. But yep. uh, we love doing this because we love getting together and encouraging each other, but we also love 
um, getting to actually help. And I think that people are actually getting help here. And so we have a great, great audience. And so we love all of you. Thank Aww. all of you. And yeah, you it's can, true. We do. My You're Venmo great. is at Derek, <laughs> D-E-R-E-K. <laughs> I'm taking that out. Uh, no, we love you guys. We appreciate, uh, you know, li- you guys listening to the podcast, um, you are why we do what we do. I'm going to start crying. Close this episode now. Oh, dear Lord. All right. I'm going to go, you know, those, uh, like big giant glasses that, uh, that have like the new year, like yes. labeled out. I'm the, I'm going to go find some giant 2022 glasses for my new year's Eve party tomorrow. Is that all right with you? Uh, maybe love it sure. Did, can we are, I think those went out of style like I feel like I don't see those I was, as, I was, as thinking, often, I was so. thinking the big glasses that like Joey puts on the turkey or Monica puts oh, on the yeah. turkey oh yeah no 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 I'm not talking about those talking I'm talking about the ones that like, have like the numbers on the lenses yeah like they yeah. only show up once a year at New Year's yeah, Eve parties no, those, those are still a maybe, thing maybe the reason that we got rid of those is because like during the 2000s it was easy because there's two zeros in the middle right. so those can right. be where you look out of and now that there's like ones and now twos in the yeah, middle two, it zero, doesn't work two, two. that's a lot of twos I love it. That yeah, that's that's not maybe that won't. All right. Anyways, uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I'm gonna go try and track down some 2009 glasses. Goodbye. Goodbye.